When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm going to keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number 217. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and I am so very glad that you tuned in today because today's episode is an important one for sure. Today, we're getting to the bottom of something that if you're an entrepreneur, you most definitely have experienced, and this thing can be one of the biggest roadblocks you will ever encounter as an entrepreneur, and that is not taking action. Now, it seems like a simple fix, right? Just do something. But you and I both know it's not as easy as it sounds. I can remember times back when I was first starting out, when I was hustling my butt off all over the place, connecting with different people, working with all kinds of clients, seemingly very successful. But the problem was I wasn't taking action for the things that could actually take me to a place where I could grow and scale my business. I was a hustler. I was worn out. I was burned out. I was so tired. And I was really just chasing my tail. And looking back, it's very obvious, but in the moment, it was not obvious at all. And maybe when you listen to this episode, you might realize, holy cow, I thought I was taking action, but not so much as I could be. And I actually had that realization. You all know that at times, sometimes I record the intro after I record my guest, or sometimes I just totally redo the intro if I record it in advance. And in this case, that's what I've done. Because now that I've had this interview with Brooke Castillo, who is our guest today, I was so blown away with what I personally learned that I just wanted to talk about it in a little bit of a different way in the intro. And just let you know that I think you're going to learn things that you didn't even know were a problem until now, but that's a good thing because now you can up-level. Now you can look at things differently. So I really hope you don't multitask through this episode. Treat it as a mini training. It could literally change your business overnight. I know that sounds dramatic, 
but I actually really mean it, so I had to say it. Now, maybe you can relate to everything I'm saying here, or maybe you're experiencing something entirely different in your business. Hear me out. If right now what you're doing in your business is not leading you to the results that you desire, then this episode is 100% for you today. Today, you're going to get some clarity on some entrepreneurial roadblocks, things that are keeping you from taking massive action. Now, my guest, as I mentioned, Brooke Castillo, has worked with thousands of people who have been stuck or are not reaching the goals they've envisioned for themselves and ultimately just needed a coach to shine some light on a path that can lead them to what I call the promised land, getting a lot done and getting big results. I'm excited to introduce you to life coach extraordinaire, that's the title I've given her, Brooke Castillo, who has come today to share three simple truths that with a little mindset shift and follow through on your part will have you reaching levels of success that you've dreamt possible, but not yet achieved. And I have to share one thing with you before I bring Brooke on. I typically am never an affiliate for something that is not directly related to online marketing. However, I've seen such big shifts working through Brooke's content on my own for my personal life and for my business that I thought this is something I need to get behind. So here's the deal. You all know I am on a mission to up-level my life, including my health and my weight, which I've talked about on my podcast, my business always. I'm always looking for ways to create new opportunities of learning for all of you. And of course, I'm on a mission to up-level my mind. I know that focusing on what I think can quickly improve my health and my business. So the mindset piece, I think we all know as entrepreneurs, is so incredibly important. I've talked about that for a while now, but I haven't actually been doing anything to up-level how I think. So I've recently changed that. One of my secret weapons is learning from Brooke. So I have been a huge fan of her podcast for years now, the Life Coaching School. In fact, recently I took that one step further and I enrolled in her Self Coaching Scholars program, which is so very cool. So in the Self Coaching Scholars program, she focuses on how you can make your life better and encourages you to take massive action to create those big results that you really, truly want. And I was kind of struggling with trying to figure out what kind of big results do I really want? Like I know the results I want in my health, in my business, but beyond that, I know there's some other things I haven't tapped into and it was kind of nagging at me. So I wanted to get some clarity in there as well. So when I'm learning anything new, I go for total immersion. And since Brooke offers live coaching every single week inside of her scholars program, I thought this is what I need. I want that total immersion. I want to make changes quickly. And so it's funny, she calls this self-coaching scholars program the Netflix of life coaching. I thought that was kind of brilliant. So I've mentioned Brooke on the show before, but I've never talked about the scholars program. So I thought, I love it. I'm doing it. I want to share it with all of you. I have become an affiliate just recently. So if you're interested, go check it out. If not, no big deal. But I do think if you want to get your thoughts straight so that your thoughts create the feelings that create the actions that you really want in your business, 
this is definitely something to look into. So go to the lifecoachschool.com forward slash join. Simple as that. The lifecoachschool.com forward slash join. And if you do join and if it asks you, how did you hear about us? Just say, Amy, I would really appreciate that. I want Brooke to know that I am singing her praises and I really believe in what she's doing. So she didn't ask me to, I just love it that much. Okay. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and bring on Brooke. Brooke, welcome to the show. I am so happy you are here today. Now, I have already introduced you as a life coach extraordinaire in my intro, but tell my listeners a bit about what you do, how you got started, and how you make your living today. Okay, I'm happy to do that. But first, I just have to like geek out and tell you how honored I am <laughs> to be on your show. And I, the reason I have to do that is you're amazing. All your listeners know you're amazing, but it's kind of like a bigger picture thing I've been thinking about lately that makes me super emotional. And this is how I'm imagining it. I'm imagining like me and you getting together with our great grandmas. Like, let's say like we all went to, <laughs> we <laughs> okay. all went to like to Starbucks together. And we sat down and we told them what we're up to. And this is what it would sound like to them. I'm imagining them listening. It's like, we have our businesses and we work online and they would be like, oh, that's nice, dear. Right. <laughs> right? And we would be like, uh, no, it's a lot better than nice. <laughs> and we run these multi-million dollar corporations from our laptops, from our houses. We affect millions of people and we are best friends, but we never talk to each other on the phone. We only listen to each other's podcasts. Yes. <laughs> Amen to that. I just think it's such an amazing time to be alive, such an amazing opportunity we have to be entrepreneurs. And I'm just so honored to be on this podcast with you because you've been such a huge influence in oh. my business life with me. So I just oh want to, before I get started, I just want to say thank you for that. And I also just want to allude to, I know we're going to talk today about why you aren't taking action. And one of the things that really helps me is this exact concept is just knowing that like our great grandmas didn't have this opportunity. This wasn't even a possibility for them. Right. And so even though I think it's hard and, and sometimes it's a big struggle for us, just remembering at least it's possible is really helpful to me when I'm taking action. I love that. So yeah, so good. So anyway, so I, um, I run a life coach school. I started 14 years ago before even anyone knew what a life coach was. So funny. <laughs> no that must have been so weird explaining to people what you did. Right. Everyone's like, what sport is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I always tell my students too, there was no, that like Amy Porterfield, like you couldn't like just go online and figure out how to do a webinar. There was nothing, wow. nothing. So, um, I just have always loved psychology. I have a psychology degree. I've always studied self-help. I've always been obsessed with trying to make my life better. And so I started off as a weight loss coach and did weight loss coaching for several years before I got really started in training other coaches. And then other coaches started coming to me and asking me, how do you have such a successful business? How are you helping these people lose so much weight? And so that's when I started training coaches. And here we are 14 years later, I run the Life Coach School yes. <laughs> and we train coaches. And then we also work with clients through our program scholars. So that's kind of how I arrived here. And Scholars is the program I'm in. And also I've been listening to Brooke's podcast forever. Like if you don't do anything else, you've got to listen to our podcast. It is fantastic. I'm going to link to it in the show notes, but I've learned so much from that. And now Scholars is like the next step that I can't even wait to jump into. Okay. So here's the thing. 
One thing I know about you is that you are the queen of breaking things down and declaring some serious action items to help your students move the needle forward in their lives. Now, you work with clients and students day in and day out, and you hear the same things that I likely hear from mine. I'm trying really hard. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm so incredibly busy, but I just can't seem to get results. What am I doing wrong? Or they may say, I know what my dream is. I know that it's possible. I want nothing more than to make this happen. But between the negative voice in my head and the thoughts of I can't do this or what do I do or I don't even have clarity around what I'm supposed to do. So nothing seems to be happening for me. So, Brooke, based on your experience, can you tell us what's really going on here? Yeah. And first of all, I think, (laughs) I think a lot of our students think they're the only ones that have that voice in their head. Like we don't have that voice. And I just want (laughs) to, I just want to clarify, like everything you just said is exactly how I feel most days, which I think is so interesting. Like it, this requires work, especially as your goals get bigger, because as soon as you figure it out, then you set a bigger goal. Right. Right. So the thing to remember is that so much of starting a business and building a business is about managing your mind. There's no way around it because you can understand how to do everything. You can study all the material, but until you understand that what you think about is going to create the emotion that either drives the action or the inaction, you're never going to take the action. And you guys know this, right? Because we sit around and procrastinate and then we beat ourselves up for procrastinating. We don't know. We're like, we really think we want this. Why aren't we taking action? And so it just becomes this negative spiral. So what I want to offer here, this is really important to think about when you are taking action is that you pay attention to the emotion that is fueling your action. So if you're being fueled by stress and fear and shall we say panic, (laughs) you're not going to be able to produce results at the level you want to produce. And This is how you'll know that you are in that state of what we call like the busy hustle is you aren't actually producing results. And I I can see this in my own life. I'm sure you can too, Amy. It's like you'll spend a whole day working and there'll be nothing to show for it. It's kind of like you worked really hard and there's nothing at at the end of it as a result. So I like to differentiate between that tiring hustle that's fueled by negative emotion and a productive hustle that's fueled by your desire to accomplish something bigger than you. And the way that you know if you're being productive is you will produce a result at the end. And you will know that you've produced that result because it's very hard to produce from negative emotion. You'll be producing from, because what happens is most of the time we're like, okay, that's enough stress. Now I'm going to get some work done. And that's when we actually start producing. So Notice that busyness is actually just chatter in your head. It's not when you say I'm busy, what you're really saying is I'm just chattering a lot of stuff in my head. And I tell my clients just never to say that they're busy. Just you're either producing or you're not. Oh, that's so good. So this number one reason that most people don't take action is they're doing too much of this tiring hustle and not enough productivity. Exactly. Exactly. They're working hard, but they're not producing something. At the end of it. Give yeah. me an example, like probably when you were just starting out, I'm sure you've experienced this. What did that look like for you? Well, I'll just give you an example of us with this podcast, right? Like, um, yeah. let, let's say you would have called me and said, hey, let's get on the phone and work on the podcast. And you and I could have gotten on the phone and worked on the podcast for an hour. Okay. And 
we'd have nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. At the end of that. And that sounds silly, but that's what we do. We're like, I'm going to go work on my business. And we do work. We can work for eight hours on our business, but we don't actually produce anything. Instead, we said, hey, let's get on for an hour and produce the podcast. Let's actually have a podcast at the end of it. That's an example of us using it. And I'll say brand new people that are building businesses, they set up working hours and they go and they work on their businesses and they do things like passive action things, which is take courses and learn things, which is very important. You need to learn how to do something. But if at the end of the day, all you have done is that passive action, if all you've done is like hustle around and learn new things and you're not producing anything, you're not going to get any traction. And, you, and what you'll tell yourself is, oh my gosh, I spent all this time. Why, do, why isn't my business successful yet? Why am I not making money yet? It's because you're not producing something that can give you a result that will help you build upon that to actually build your business. Yes. I love this because I talked to my students about really identifying what action looks like for them. Like at the end of the day, what do they want to produce? Because sometimes yes. they're not even sure what they want to produce. And there's so many things that you could just rattle off in an online business that is proof that you are producing. And I, I don't think they're making that connection. Yeah, I totally agree. And I miss it sometimes too. I'll, I'll sit down to work on something. That's the worst thing to do. Yes, I never <laughs> thought of it that way. Don't sit down to work on something, sit down to produce something. And at the end of your time working, we'll talk about that in a minute. At the end of your time working, you will have a result. And when you build up many, many, many results, you will have a very different looking business than if you just were really busy working on it. Okay, guys, even if we just changed our language, like baby, baby step around this, no longer I'm working on such and such, I'm producing such and such, whatever that is. Yes. That's big. I love it. I'm going to use that. That's fantastic. Okay. So that's reason number one. Give me reason number two. Okay. Reason number two that I see with almost every single new person that's building a business is they give themselves too much time to produce that result, too much time to get something done. And the reason why we do that when we're new is because we have more time than clients, right? Yes. We have so much time. So we say to ourselves, okay, we have eight hours to get our work done today. That's way too much time. The example that I like to use is like, you don't want anyone to come to you and be like, hey, I spent eight hours getting my workout in today. You're (laughs) like, whoa, (laughs) if it took you eight hours to work out, you're doing it wrong. And then, you know, you can get a great workout in a half an hour and get the results that you want for your health and for your life in a half an hour. So why is it that we do that with business? I worked for eight hours today. Who cares? Right? I don't I don't want my students ever talking to me like that. I want them to say, okay, I have a project to get done and I'm gonna get it done in an hour. Now, immediately everyone listening is like, well, how do you know it's gonna take an hour? Maybe it'll take more than an hour. And as soon as you start thinking like that, like activity takes as long as it takes, and I'll just, you know, note how long it took, that's when you stop producing. When you decide how long something will take and you stick to that that's when your production gets huge momentum because you basically say, okay, I have four podcasts that I need to produce today and I'm going to give myself four hours and that's it. And you don't say, well, what if it takes longer? It can't take longer. I don't have any more time than that. Right. And people say, well, I don't know how to do that because I'm brand new and I don't know how long things take. I want you to question that belief 
because you can decide how much time you're going to give yourself to do something. And you know what this prevents? And this might be something that you struggle with just a little bit, Amy. Okay. You've talked about it before. <laughs> is it requires you to not be perfect. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk right? about this one because yes. I know you have some serious opinions that involve a B minus and I yes. didn't get B's in high school. So this is a <laughs> tough one for me. Right. But I'm willing right. to embrace it. So talk to me about it. Yes. So you want to produce at the level of B minus. And here's why that is. B minus work can change people's lives. Work that you don't produce at all does nothing in the mm. world. Nothing in the world. And I remember when I wrote my first book, I wrote a book called If I'm So Smart, Why Can't I Lose Weight? And I wrote this book. And, you know, I always did really well in content and really terribly in grammar and proofreading. So I didn't have this perfectionist thing. (laughs) I would just turn it in without even proofreading it. And so when I when I put that book out into the world, there were typos in there. There were issues with it, right? It was for sure at a B minus. And I had so much shame about that. And was so, you know, people would be like, hey, there's a typo on page 17. You know, these people, the grammar police. They are amazing. (laughs) (laughs) They let us know all our typos. And I had so much shame. And then I got this letter and I'll never forget it. It was from a woman named Randy. And she told in this letter, it was like three page letter, basically saying that nothing had ever worked in her life. Like she had watched her mother get open heart surgery because she was obese. That didn't work. Mm. No diet had ever worked, but my book changed her life. And she had lost 75 pounds just from reading the book. And I remember thinking at the time, like, Brooke, really? Like you're going to have all of this shame over not producing an A-level work, but it only took a B-minus to change someone's life forever. And I'll tell you what, that one thing in my life made me decide I will keep producing at a B-minus level. And that's made all the difference in the world because the amount of work that I can get done and the amount of things that I can teach is so much more when I'm producing at a B-minus than an A. And I'll tell you this, nobody really cares that it's not A-plus, perfect, no typos. Nobody really cares. And that, I mean, the people that care are the grammar police. Yes. And they're not my best friends for the record. Um, but you know what's so funny? It's like even the grammar police, they're like, you have typos, but I'm staying in your program. Yes, it doesn't, so right, it doesn't make them quit. That is so true. And yes. you know, I definitely care about all those typos and I care about the A plus yeah. and all of that. However, I am so willing to embrace this B minus because I've had a few people come into my life over the last year. They're experts in what they do, have skill set way beyond what I have in a different niche. And they teach me things and they have typos throughout all of their stuff. And I actually, this is weird to say, find it refreshing. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, they they don't even care that much, but they're brilliant and they're getting me results. So I could give a crap if there's a typo in there. Right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even just typos. I, I don't want anyone, you know. It's, yeah, we're, it's typo, beyond the typo. Right. Typos are not good things. We're not encouraging <laughs> the typo. <laughs> but here's what I want to say is if you are working under the pressure that it has to be perfect, you are going to have all that negative emotion that I talked about earlier. And that is going to prevent you from being able to produce at your highest level. So yes. instead of focusing on making sure your product's perfect, you really just want to focus on who it is you're serving and will this benefit them. And one of the reasons why you want to keep your time frame short. So here's what I recommend. You pick a result that you want to produce and you pick a time frame. So let's say you don't give yourself three days to do something. You give yourself three hours on Monday, three hours on Tuesday, three hours on Wednesday. It's very specific. And when you get to work, 
you know that you have so much to do in such a short amount of time that you don't spend a lot of time beating up on yourself and having a lot of negative emotion. And it actually makes it more fun when you're like, listen, I don't have time to feel sorry for myself that I can't come up with a topic. I just need to come up with a topic and go. Yes, I do love that. What's this whole idea between passive action and massive action? Yeah, so passive action is something that feels like we're being productive, but really we're not producing a result. Or it, it's more of what we do when we listen to podcasts and take courses okay. and learn, right? And whereas massive action is when you're actually producing the result. And we want to spend more time in massive action, right? I don't know that we need to spend more time, but oh. I will say that most people spend an inordinate amount of time in passive action. And the reason why is because there's no risk in it. You're never going to fail at it. Like right. taking a class from Avian Porterfield is so amazing because you're learning so much. So I think it's important and it's productive and you can be successful at it. But you and I both know that success is built on a pile of failures. And the only time you're going to start failing is when you start taking massive action. So most of us veer towards passive action, right? So we can stay out of that failure mode. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I think that that's, if, if you want to know why we spend more time in passive, that's why it's, there's no risk. In yeah. It. I feel safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to talk about how many hours a week you work and you have yes. a multi, multi-million dollar business. So yes. talk to me. Yeah. So I do my best work when I have short time frames, right? What like what we just discussed. So I'll give myself short time frames within a work day to do it and then I take a bunch of time off. So the way that I've structured my week is I start my day at noon on Mondays and I work sometimes until 6, sometimes until 7 if I have an evening class to teach, but that's not really normal. And then I work Wednesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 6 as well. Now, most people are like, wow, you don't work very hard. <laughs> <laughs> but if you watched me work from 12 to 6, your mind would explode because I sit down and it's back to back and I don't take breaks. I don't, I mean, I really focus. I really work hard. I really produce at the highest level and I'm able to keep myself engaged for a long period of time because I know like today, you know, I'll work really hard all day, but then I know tomorrow I have completely off. And I can just like recharge and relax and refresh. And people will say to me all the time, oh, no, there's no way I could get my work done in that amount of time. And I just want to challenge you. Try it for one week. Give yourself only three days to get your work done. You will blow your mind at how the level of your productivity goes up. Okay, this is huge. And I have to just really confess that I didn't know. I, obviously, I took notes before we came on here. And I didn't think that I had an issue with this one. And oh, mm. my gosh, I do. I give myself tons of time to mm. create content tons like I actually am working all weekend it's Thursday now so as we go into the weekend I have actually Friday Saturday and Sunday to record module one of a bonus I'm creating now no. right I didn't realize this is what I was doing and I think I do it Brooke because I don't want to feel overwhelmed or stressed or hurried so that's why I do it instead of, I feel like if you told me, Amy, you only have three hours on Friday to do this. I believe you that I'd get it done. And I believe it would be more like a, let's say B plus. I, I'm not going for the B minus, yeah. but I'll go for a B plus, but <laughs> okay. that's Deal. huge progress. But I believe you. And at the same time, it feels very scary to me. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that though, is you're like, I'm afraid I'll feel hurried. And you think the reason you would feel hurried is because you would have a short amount of time. And the reason you'd feel hurried is because of that perfectionist voice in the back of yes. your head. 
right? And when you understand that time doesn't cause you to feel hurried, just your brain does, that's when everything can change. And I do think when we give ourselves too much time, I just gave one of my friends a hard time about this. He's like, oh yeah, no, I could never get my work done. I need seven days a week. And I said, that's just sloppy planning. And he's kind of like a perfectionist too. He's like, what? That's rude. Why would you say that? (laughs) And I I was kind of rude, but I kind of said it to him like, if you can't get your work done in a short amount of time, it's because you're, you're, you're being sloppy with your thinking. And when you're really focused and you're only allowing yourself to focus on producing and not like, oh my gosh, what if this isn't perfect? What if I don't get it done? That's why we feel rushed, right? What if I don't get this done in time? What if it's not good enough? Yeah. Ah, sloppy thinking. I like that. I'll take that. I, I, I definitely think that's kind of where I'm at. So I didn't, I knew I learned something here, but not that big. This is good. Brooke is rude, but we're moving on. That's okay. Okay. This is how we life coach. (laughs) Yes. I like it. I like tough love. Bring it on. Okay, good. Okay, so speaking of bringing it on, we've got one more reason why most people don't take action. So give it to me. Yeah, and this applies to the two of us and this applies to everyone in the world. And it doesn't matter how many millions of dollars you're making or you want to make, this one will always be there. And it's because your brain is literally wired to avoid any kind of failure. And the only way to produce a successful business is to fail repeatedly. So I feel like we kind of got dealt this controversial hand, right? It's like contradicting. It's like we want to grow and we want to be successful. But why aren't most people super successful entrepreneurs? Like, have you really thought about that, you guys? Like, you look around. There are a lot of successful entrepreneurs, but not everyone. And it's because the brain is like twitching. (laughs) It's like freaking out at the idea. And I always say to my students, I'm like, the brain just wants you to go back in the cave and go back to sleep. Why would you put yourself out there on social media? That seems very dangerous. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So that's one of the reasons why we don't want to take action because the kind of action required from us as entrepreneurs, I mean, let's just talk about a webinar. Like, let's talk about a webinar for a minute. The first time you did a webinar, the first time I did a webinar, your body literally thinks something's about to attack you and that you could die. <laughs> you Isn't it true? So right. Yes. Isn't it true? Your, your body and brain is like, this is a horrible idea. I don't know what we're doing, but it feels like imminent death. And I don't know anybody who didn't experience that. And that's if... You know what's funny about that, Amy? It, it doesn't even matter if no one shows up to oh, the webinar. Just being still, live. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Amen to that. Live, right? And so I think that when you know that that's normal, see, I think sometimes we think, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. I'm totally nervous when I want to, when I try to do a webinar. Amy Porterfield doesn't seem nervous at all, right? Yes. (laughs) But it's like, and and practicing these things does make it easy because your brain is like, maybe we're not going to die. We've done a hundred of these. Okay. All right. You know, but in the beginning, of course, we're going to be up against our own brain's wiring and anything new that your brain doesn't know whether it's safe or not is going to bring up a ton of discomfort. And so if you can learn the process of moving into discomfort and moving towards that, knowing that nothing's wrong, knowing that there's nothing wrong with you, especially, and that you will get to the other side of that eventually, that's when, I'm not going to say that's when the discomfort ends because it never ends, but that's when you get used to it and comfortable with it. So we always talk about discomfort being the currency for your dreams and you just get comfortable with the discomfort. Ah, oh, discomfort being the currency of your dreams. Isn't that that true? is so good. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Recently, yeah. I had to have a really hard conversation with someone and mm-hmm. I was telling Hobie that 
when I thought I was prepared for the conversation, I felt confident, I was prepared, I was ready. And then once the conversation started, physically, my yes. body wasn't really cooperating. My heart right. was in my throat. I felt shaky. I felt a little lightheaded. And I was so mad at myself because mm-hmm. I thought I had prepared, but my body did not respond that way. And yeah. so what's that all about? I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Is your brain is like this. Because if you're doing a conversation where you're confronting someone or you're saying something where you don't know how they're going to react, right? You're in an unknown situation. And your brain is like, this is a horrible idea. We should be with nice people. Let's go back and talk to Hobie. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right? We know all he's going to do is hug (laughs) Right? Why are we in this situation where we don't know what this person or this situation entails, the unknown is always going to be uncomfortable. And here's what we like to think. We like to think if we can plan enough, like let's talk about the webinar as an example, right? If we practice it enough, if we plan enough, then we won't be afraid. But of course that doesn't happen. You could have planned this conversation, you know, for three weeks beforehand. But when you're there, you don't have control over the situation. You don't know how that person's going to react. And so your body will respond in kind. And it doesn't mean really, honestly, you guys, if you hear nothing else, hear this, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have the conversation. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It just simply means that you're a human. Okay. That's huge, Brooke. I know it seems so simple, but so true. I think I made it mean that I was inadequate or I'm Mm -hmm. the kind of person that can't do hard things. Right. But you did it, right? I did Did it. Did you do it? Yeah. Yeah. So notice that too right? What you just said right there, because I think our students do this all the time, is we think that if we were uncomfortable doing it, that it doesn't count. Yes. Yes. But you did. Did you have the hard conversation? I had it. Yes. Right. And then you walked away and said, I'm inadequate. I can't have hard conversations. (laughs) I mean, come on. This is so good. Instead of like high five, that was hard and you did it. Right. Right? You did that and you were uncomfortable. So I love that you shared that story, Amy, because I think it's so easy for people to think that we are unicorns, like Mm -hmm. that really successful online business owners aren't human. I I know that sounds crazy, but I do think some people do that. So they they feel like there's something wrong with them when they're afraid. So I love that you shared that you're afraid just having conversations with people. I am too all the time. Not my favorite thing for sure. Right, right. You also have this whole thing around this specific topic about scheduling comfort. What is that about? Yeah. So that's why when you asked about like how I do my schedule and people always say like, I don't want to start a business because what if I don't have time to spend with my husband? Or what if I don't have time to spend with my kid? Or what if I don't have time to walk my dog? You schedule all that first. That goes on the calendar first, right? So those are the comfort things, right? So you know that you're going to, like for me, walking my dogs, I like to be able to wake up and have a cup of coffee and read. Like that's my comfort time. That's where I don't have to be in discomfort. I know that Monday afternoons, I'm going to be in discomfort, but I make sure that I have enough time and I will promise you this. And Amy, I bet you're not doing this. The fact that you're working all weekend kind of is an indicator Yeah, is that um, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. If I schedule time with my kids, my husband, myself, it's non-negotiable. I do not change those appointments. I do not change. That is the most important time for me. Okay. That's something that I need to be very mindful of because I do make it negotiable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you don't make either appointment negotiable, so you don't make the time with Hobie negotiable and you don't make the time at work negotiable, because sometimes what we'll do is we'll say, well, I was going to do that 
this afternoon, but I'm going to watch Netflix instead. Like sometimes we like, because mm-hmm. ne- we know we can do it on Saturday. It's totally fine. Right. When you don't negotiate either way, then it's, you build up a trust with yourself. You build a relationship with yourself where you know you have your own back and you know you're going to take care of yourself. Ugh, and that's that. how you prevent burnout. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I'm learning that more and more with my health and my mm-hmm. food planning. That has now become non-negotiable. That does not move. And so, yeah. and I have felt, gosh, I literally can rely on myself in this area. So yeah, you're right. Nice. I'd love to see that apply to my work and more to my husband and Cade. So, okay. Yeah. I get that. And That's cool. I'll, I'll tell you this too. And I know it seems like a little thing, but it's a huge thing. Like the fact that you're like really disciplined with what you're eating and you know, you high five yourself after that. Yeah. You're like, yes, that's how I take care of myself. And I do that every day after a work day. I always high five myself. I'm like, you got it. You okay. did it. You I worked. need to do you that. Split. It's <laughs> so good. And Amy, you should wink at yourself in the mirror sometimes. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> okay. That is something that's going to be very awkward, but I'll try it. <laughs> Okay, we're all gonna at the end of the day, we're gonna wink at ourselves in the in the mirror and say high five. No, Way listen, Amy, it. I really want you to try it. Oh God, I'm dying even thinking so about cheesy. it. My cheeks are burning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I'm totally gonna do it. All I'm right. gonna do it. This is so good. Oh my gosh, Brooke. I knew I was going to love this episode. I did not realize I was going to really love it. I mean, this is so good. I need to recap for a second here. So the three reasons why most people don't take action. Number one, you're hustling too much and not having enough productivity. Give me a a little soundbite. Okay. So remember productivity means you're actually producing a result. Done. Number two, you're giving yourself too much time to get stuff done. Yes. Plan everything in hour increments and produce B minus work. And number three, you're avoiding failure and discomfort. Remember, discomfort is the currency to your dreams. Oh, so good. I already see that on social media for this episode. Like, I love it so much. So for those of you listening, which of these three areas struck you the most? Like I've already told you it's number two. I'm giving myself way too much time to get stuff done. And also I learned so much about this avoiding discomfort. I always think I need to avoid discomfort, but as Brooke was talking, I realized I always talk about my first two years of business. I lived in discomfort. So what made me think that that needs to change as I continue to grow the business? Like Mm -hmm. I've been there before. I can be there now and it's not going to kill you. So we can do this guys. We can do this. So I want you to identify where you are feeling stuck so incredibly important. You do not want to just listen to this episode and not take action. I mean, the whole episode is about taking action. So, so important. Okay, Brooke, you've got to tell people where they can find you. If they want to work with you, what do they do? Like they need to know. Yes. And before I do that, I just want to end by saying any of you, all of you listening to Amy, I just want to take my hat off to you. I think anyone who has the courage to consider starting their own business, doing webinars, building a list, doing all the work that we are all collectively doing and being willing 
to fail and being willing to be uncomfortable. I think that is the most important work on the planet. And the reason why I think that is, is because it requires so much of your own self-development. It requires you to become more of a person. Like we talk about making money a lot, but one of the things, and Amy and I were just talking about this. It's like, it's not even about the money. It's who you become to be able to create a business that produces at that level. And so my hat is off to each and every one of you. This is no joke. This is hard, hard work. And I, I just honor each and every one of you for doing it. And and I do want to offer that a lot of us spend a lot of time and a lot of energy on learning how to run a business, learning how to start a business, learning how to grow one. You need to spend some of that time and investment in yourself and in developing your own brain and in yourself. And that's what we offer at the Life Coach School. I would love to be the one that offers that to you. We have a program called Self-Coaching Scholars. We have lots of entrepreneurs in there. And we just go in there and geek out on our own brains and, <laughs> so and talk about all the failure, all the discomfort, all the stuff that all of us are dealing with in order to live big, huge lives of contribution. And so, there's live coaching. I don't think a lot of people offer that. Yeah. So you get Brooke. It's so cool. Yeah. And you get live coaching. And if you don't want to be coached, it's okay. You can watch other people be coached. I promise you learn a lot from just watching. Oh, that's me. I just learn a lot from watching. I like it. (laughs) So good. So Brooke, thank you so very much for being on the show. What a treat. I'm such a huge fan and I feel like people are going to get so much out of this episode. So thanks again. Thanks for having me, Amy. I love you madly. Always. Likewise. See you soon. So there you have it. I hope you loved this interview with Brooke as much as I have. I have learned so much from this woman. Way back when I heard her talk about the fact that when you change your thoughts, you can change your feelings. And when you have different feelings, you actually do things differently. You have different actions. And when you change your actions, you get different results. So if you want to get the results that you want, it starts with the thoughts in your head. Now, I heard Brooke talk about this a long time ago because I've been listening to her podcast forever, but only recently, okay, guys, it takes me a while sometimes, only recently did I really start practicing it every single day. And one thing I can tell you is that so often I have friends and people in my community, they'll tell me, Amy, you seem different. I mean, literally just yesterday, Two texts came through, one from my friend Luria and one from a gal that I knew way back when, when I was going through Marie Forleo's mastermind. And she reached out to me out of nowhere, Tracy Matthews, you know who you are. And both of these friends of mine said, I see a shift in you. I see something different. You are more real and honest and relaxed and we love what you're sharing. And I think that is really coming from the fact that I'm trying to pay close attention to what I'm thinking and feeling. And so I just wanted to share that with you because I've promised to be more open about things. And that really started from learning this process that Brooke talked about a little bit today. If you want to hear more from Brooke, definitely check out her podcast. But if you really want to go for total immersion, do what I'm doing and join her self-coaching scholars. You can find out more if you go to thelifecoachschool.com forward slash join thelifecoachschool.com forward slash join. And when you're asked, where did you hear about the scholars program? Just say Amy Porterfield. Easy as that. Okay, guys, thank you so very much for being here with me today. I am so lucky that I get to share all these insights, tips, and tricks from some amazing experts like Brooke. More to come in the following weeks. So I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for being here. Bye for now. 
Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 